Welcome to the Word of Faith Sermon Podcast. Join in with us today, ready to grow in your knowledge of the Bible with practical application for your everyday life. If you're interested in following or learning more, join us on our Facebook page at WOFTX or check out our website at WOFTX.com for location and service times. Now here's our special guest minister with today's message. share the word of God and uh, today it is as well. So let me pray. Father, thank you for the pleasure this is for me just to come and share your word. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, but that also wants to work through us. Thank you today that our hearts will be receptive to you And we will have ears to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. So I thank you even now that we're not going to leave here like we came in Jesus' name because of the power and the anointing that's in your word. So thank you, Father, for just drawing out of me the gift of God that you placed in me. And I thank you for speaking your word with boldness, with accuracy. And thank you, Father God, that it'll land upon the hearts of people that are ready to receive and act on it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. Glory to God. Well, Miss Christie said y'all are usually out by one. Is that right? <laughs> I just wanted to be sure. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I want to talk to you today about some, well, I'll start it out with a guy you might remember. It's according to how old you are. Uh, do you remember a guy named Clark Kent? Everybody remember Clark Kent? Some of them younger people might be saying Clark who? But y'all, y'all probably know who Clark Kent was. You know, he was, he was just kind of a, well, he was a mild-mannered, shy, clumsy, kind of dorky-like guy that worked with the Daily Planet, I believe it was. He worked with my cousin, by the way, Lois. Y'all, y'all might remember Lois Lane. And so uh, occasionally there was a need that would arise for Clark to have to change. Something would come up, and, and what folks saw on the outside, uh, you know, wasn't the real Clark. He made everybody think he was just plain and ordinary like everybody else. But man, what he became when he needed to was totally more than just Clark. So his identity was hidden uh, unless he would need to show it off. And so sometimes things would happen, and... Uh, you know, I, I like to study about identity, especially who we are in Christ. Amen? You know, the Bible says that we've been made to sit together in heavenly places. We've been raised up together in Him. And so, when you begin to realize who you are in Christ, it can change everything about you. You may look just like a regular old Clark, but on the inside of you, you know there, when opportunities arise, there's a greater one in you than he that's in the world. Aren't you glad you got a greater one on the inside of you? Amen? The presence of the precious Holy Spirit that dwells in us is in us for for a purpose. And so who you are in Christ and getting a revelation of that will totally change your life. As a matter of fact, if you don't get a revelation of who you are in Christ, you may be a lot like Clark in the ways that Clark could easily get discouraged. He could get depressed because he had to go through things just like we have to go through things. Uh, He could get down and out. He could be wimpy and worried and and all those kind of things. And what's really sad, he'd be no threat to the enemy as long as he stayed just plain old Clark. 
You know, if we just, you know, going through battles, uh, you were singing the song a while ago, I, it may look like I'm surrounded, but you got to remember this, I'm surrounded by you. I'm surrounded by God. And so when we're having to deal with life, even in these old mortal bodies, and we may just be in the world who the world sees us to be, but inside of us, there's a whole lot more. And because of who is on the inside of us, we can become a threat to the enemy. You know, the enemy ought to hate it when you get out of bed. He ought to just shiver because you got up again. Amen. I mean, he ought to, you ought to have, I like what Jesse DePlantis said one time. He said, you ought to have a reputation in hell. In hell, they think, don't mess with him. He got a reputation. We went to his house once before. He whooped us like yard dogs. Don't go back because he'll use a name that's above every name. He'll speak that name we don't want to hear. And he'll, be, he'll use that name against you, so just leave him alone. Wouldn't it be something if we had that kind of reputation in hell that the, that the demons were afraid of us? See, they want you to think you've got to be afraid of them, that you're supposed to be running from them. Now, you're supposed to recognize them and the tactics of the enemy and, of course, resist them, and they'll flee from you, praise God. But Clark, back to Clark, Clark would run into a, like a telephone booth or into another room, and, and the real man, the hidden man, would come forth, and he, he would come out of there ripping off that shirt and a big old S on him. You knew things was fixing to happen when he did that. And I'm telling you right now, you got somebody in you that's bigger than Superman. He's a super being, praise God. Aren't you glad the Spirit of God is living on the inside of you as a born-again believer? You know, the Bible sometimes refers to our spirit as the hidden man or the hidden person of the heart. The spirit inside of you, the real you. And you know, we're all created that way. There's no difference in us as far as our creation. We all are a spirit being. We have a soul and we live in a body. We have a mind, our will, emotions and so forth, our soul. But we're all a triune being, a spirit, a soul, and a body. And everybody is that way. We're all created that way. And if you're born again and know Jesus today, then you have a connection with the Holy Spirit that's in you. You are connected with him. Now, if you don't know Jesus, and if you were to die today, or we hear a trumpet sound today, you, and you don't think you're going up, well, you need to take care of that before you leave here today. Amen? And accept Jesus into your life. But if you're not born again, you, you are disconnected from the spirit of the living God. I, I, I tell you what, being in Christ is being a whole lot better than being out of Christ. Amen? And so, so we have that connection as born-again believers. Clark knew who he really was on the inside. And regardless of what he had to face on the outside, yet the inside he knew he could overcome. See, you don't ever need to think that you're less than who God says you are. Even when you're going through things in life that seem to dictate to you you're going to lose this battle, never think you're any less than who God says you are. He says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So regardless of what we deal with in life, we're still, we still can be strengthened, aren't you glad, by our God that lives on the inside of us. Every now and then, I'll tell you what, it looks like we're in such a mess, but inside of you, something rises up and says you're still blessed. You're still blessed. You know, there's always something to be thankful for. Regardless of, regardless of life and what it may deal to you, it's always something to be thankful for. Glory to God. Aren't you glad you got up today? 
I'm glad you were able to get to the house of the Lord today. There's always, always, always something that, that we can be thankful for. And you know, when it looks like things may be falling all apart around you, but inside there's a greater one, and inside that greater one might be saying, you just need to rise up. You need to take hold of who you are in Christ because it may look like it's falling apart, but it's falling into place. Praise God. Aren't you glad that if your life looks like it's falling, it's just falling into place? You know, Peter was a man that, that allowed the words of Jesus to cause him to do something that he couldn't do on his own. You probably remember the story. It's in Matthew chapter 14 and somewhere around in there, verse 28 or so. And it tells us the story how that the ships had already gone out and Jesus went to pray. And when he came back, the ships were about midway in the sea. And so he just starts walking on the sea back to them. Now there was a, there was a storm raging and things were going on and he's walking back to them and they see him. And they think it's a spirit. They think it might be a ghost. And the Bible says that they cried out for fear. I mean, if you cry out for fear, it'll show up. Come on now, you, you cry out for fear, fear will show up. And that's, that's what the enemy wants you to do. When he begins to put pressures on you of life, he wants you to cry out for fear, not cry out for help from God. You know, we can get in the Word of God, and the Bible says faith cometh by what? Hearing, hearing what? hearing the Word of God. So we know how to get faith working in our life. We get the Word working in our life. But if you don't watch it, you'll begin to cry out for fear. And that's what they did. They cried out for fear. But Peter, he rose up and said, Lord, it, well, first Jesus said to them, he said, it's not a ghost, it's me. And he addressed the fear and he said, and don't be afraid. You know, it seems like a lot of times in the Word of God, that God will address fear. Jesus will address fear and say, don't be afraid. Don't let fear rule you. Don't let fear control you because fear never comes from God. God doesn't, doesn't put fear into you. He can lead you, guide you, and direct you, but he have, doesn't have to use a tool of fear to get it done. Fear is of a spirit. It's a spirit of fear. And the Bible says God didn't give that to you, did But anyway, he... Peter said, Lord, if that is you, just if it is you, he said, you tell me to come to you walking on the water. Man, Jesus just simply said, come on, come. And Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. He was doing well. You know why? He got away from fear. He didn't let fear dictate, uh, you know, his end result. He decided that if Jesus said come, there must be some ability in that word of come. I want to tell you right now, there's some ability in the Word of God. There's ability there to cause you to walk on water if that's what you needed to do. But there's ability in the Word of God to cause you to become the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. There's ability in the Word of God that can cause things to happen in your life that wouldn't naturally, normally happen except for the power of the living God. There is power in the Word. Somebody shout, there's power in the Word of God. And when you get the Word of God on the inside of you, working in you, there's power inside of you. That's why the Bible says we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. It's because of the Word of the living God that's working on the inside of us. And Peter was doing well. As a matter of fact, Peter was doing what Peter couldn't do. He was walking on water. But you know what happened to him? Of course, you do know what happened to him. But you know why it happened to him? Because he realized he's just Clark. He realized, I'm just Peter. 
I can't do this. I mean, that dude was a fisherman. He'd never done that before. And all of a sudden, his mind went to telling him what all he couldn't do while he was doing it. You know, the enemy will tell you you can't walk by faith when you're walking by faith. He will tell you you can't overcome when you're about that far from overcoming. He'll do anything he can to get you to focus, get your focus on the problem instead of the promise. Anything he can to get you to look in toward the left or the right instead of staying focused on Jesus that told you you can do all things. He, he, so when he lost his focus, you know what he started doing? Looking at all that around him. He started looking at the wind or what the wind was doing. He looked at the seas. He saw the water. He probably felt it blowing on his face. And all of a sudden, he realized, I'm just plain old Clark. I'm just me. I, I, I'm just Peter. I can't do this. And the, and the enemy deceived him to thinking he couldn't do it, even though the Word of God had already told him to come, and he was already doing it. I remember when I started preaching, and that was a long time ago, but I would be just preaching up a storm, and I was having to deal with an enemy sitting up here on my shoulder, it seemed like, screaming into my ear, you can't preach. What are you doing standing in front of people? And man, I began to think on that myself. I was preaching up a storm, and I'm thinking, what am I doing standing in front of people? God called me off a horse. I was a cowboy. I, I, I was raised on a 4,500-acre ranch. That's all I knew was, was, you know, working a ranch. And God called me into the ministry. And I thought, man, there's got to be a whole lot more people named my, uh, Lloyd Lane. you bound to have the wrong one. Have you ever felt like that? The Lord began to deal with you about doing something. You're thinking you must have the wrong person. You know, God doesn't make mistakes, does he? If God is talking to you about something he needs done, then he's just needing you to get it done. And so don't, don't, don't think that you can't do it. You may not can in you, but you can in him. But Peter began to realize, I can't do this. Well, he couldn't do it in his own ability, could he? But all of a sudden, when he saw all these things that were, as the Bible says, boisterous or contrary to what he was doing, he began to seek. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And of course, Jesus did. Aren't you glad he's always there? I mean, even when you blunder, even when you make a mistake, even, even when it looks like you're going under, I tell you, he's there to hold you back up. You know, he could have just as easily said to Peter, no, I'm not going to save you. I mean, you shouldn't have got out here in fear, and now you started out in faith, and you ended up in fear, and how's that working for you? You know, if you start something out in faith, you've got to stay with your faith. You've got to stay with your trust and your confidence that you have in God. You can't give up just because it looks like things are, are going the wrong direction. God can turn things around for you. It's not too late. I said, it's not too late for you. Some of you right now may be going through some things and it looks like it's just too late for God to change it. It is not too late. That's a lie of the enemy. He can turn your situation around, bam, just like that. By the time you walk out of here today, while you're in here praising him and worshiping him and receiving the word of God today, he's working on your behalf out there, and he can turn that situation around, change things that you couldn't change, and he can do it while you're just in here praising him. Anybody want to receive that today? Amen. Things are changing, glory to God, and they're going to be changing for our better. Glory to God. But anyway, you know what happened. Peter began to sink. He lifted him up and so forth. And they both walked. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you, can you imagine walking back to the boat with Jesus? I bet Peter got his strut on on the way back. 
you know, he's walking with Jesus, man, walking back to the water. And then it says when they got in the boat, when they got back in the boat, they said, oh, truly, you are the Son of God. He was the Son of God before they said that. They just didn't get it, did they? Yeah, he was the Son of God in the beginning. But they said, you must be the Son of God after all you've done. They saw him doing miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, and still they would just be at awe whenever he did things. Man, God is a good God, though, isn't he? And he's still the same God that does things today. I can overcome. I can forgive. I can do this, or I can do that. I, I, I can be made whole. You know, a lot of times the enemy will try to tell you, there's no way you can ever overcome this thing in your body or this situation in your life. No, I can be made well. I can be made whole. I can be made complete. It's not over, glory to God. It's not over unless I quit believing. The only thing that can stop you from getting what God said you can have is when you quit believing for it. And if you're halfway there and you stop believing for it, you're going to do just like Peter. You become Clark again, and, and down, down you're going to go. But things can turn around. Aren't you glad? There were so many people in the Bible, they always come up with excuses why God couldn't use them. Moses was one. Moses kept making excuses why he couldn't do what God had called him to do, which was deliver the people. He, he kept, kept coming up with all kinds of things. Finally, God said this, because we don't have time to get into all the excuses, and I know none of you ever make excuses, but he did. And, and finally, God said this. He said, I will be with you. I will be with you. Do, do you think that should have been enough? I mean, God's going to be with me. Well, if God's going to be with me, I mean, that's all I need to hear. If God's going to be with me, I can do it. But how many of us sometimes that we feel like we're, we're just supposed to do something and, you know, we, we, we kind of sense it being the Lord directing us to go pray for somebody or go visit somebody, go help somebody, financially help somebody, whatever it may be. And we go to making all kinds of excuses. But what if I told you this? God is with you. Would that make a difference? Should that make a difference? Should that make a difference if you knew God was with you? Yeah, it should. Because the God that's with you can enable you to do the things he's called you to do. Whatever that may be, God will enable you. He will empower you, but he won't make you do it but he will bring it to your spirit to do it. He may want you to go pray for somebody and you've never prayed for anybody in your life. You're going to have to step out in what's called that faith we believe in, huh? that faith we live in, the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And God will give us opportunity to step out in faith, but he won't make you get out of your boat. But he will call you out sometimes. And when he does, here's what you need to know. He's going to be with you. God is going to be with me. If God is going to be with me, that ought to be all I need to know. He'll give me the words to say. I may not know how to do what I believe God's telling me to do, but I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to get out the boat, and I'm going to go do what he said do, and I'm going to believe him because he's with me. He said he'd never leave me, and he'd never forsake me. I can do what God said I can do, and so I'm just going to be obedient. And that's what Peter had done. And now here Moses is. He, he's got all kinds of excuses. And God said, I'm going to be with you. We would think that was enough, but he just keeps whining, and he keeps coming up with all kinds of excuses. You know, later on, we know Moses died, and then... He said, to, he said to Joshua, he said, as I was with Moses, 
so shall I be with you. I believe God just expected that to be enough. If you know God is with you, that ought to be all you need to know. Got to have a better amen. If you know God is with you, that's all you need to know. If God's with me and God's instructing me to do this or do that, then that's all I need to know. If he said I was the head, not the tail, even though I feel more like the tail than the head, the head's what I'm becoming because God's going to be with me. If he says I'm an overcomer and I feel more overcome than overcoming, I'm still going to come out an overcomer because God is still with me. And that's really all we need to know. God is with us. God is with us. And greater is he that is in us. Amen? Than he that's in the world. And so when he did tell Joshua that, just like I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. There, he said this as well. He said, but you're going to have to be strong and courageous. I mean, even knowing God is with you, you're still going to have to be strong and courageous. Sometimes you're still going to have to step out in the strength of God. And you know, don't think that God is going to make you do something for him. He's going to prompt you to do something for him. See, he wants to use you. That's why the Spirit of God lives in you. Your body is a temple of the living God. He lives inside of us as born-again believers. He wants to use us in this world we live in. He wants to use you wherever you're going next week. He's probably already got some plans for you. Now, you have plans, but your plans may have to change to line up with his plan. But God wants to use every one of us. That's why he put his spirit in us so that we could be ambassadors for him, representatives for him to say, here I am, Lord, use me, use me. I know I'm just Clark. I, I know I just look like I look like and I am who people see me to be, but there's something inside of me that's greater than what people see. See, God wants to use you and, and we just have to submit ourselves to him and say, here I am, Lord, use me. I, I dare you. I dare you to get up in the morning. And before your feet hit the floor, you just de declare this, Lord, I'm yours. I know you're in me. I know you're never going to leave me or forsake me. And I'm just saying this, whatever you want me to do for you today, here I am, Lord, use me. I'm telling you, God will find a place for you. God's looking for somebody that he can use. He'll put, he'll put opportunities in your path. You may have already had some this morning, opportunities to be a witness for him. When you leave here today, there may be some opportunities for you to be a witness for him. And if that, if that arises, man, you take hold of that and say, you know what? I'm going to step out in faith and be used by God. What an awesome thing to be used by God. Amen? You've got to remind yourself that you're more than just Clark. You're more than just that. He said, I, I, just like I was with Moses, just like I was with Joshua and Peter and Paul and all of those guys, he said, he's also with me, the same God. And sometimes I think we forget about that, about the Lord being in us. There's a story in the book of Judges chapter 6, in Judges chapter 6, and it talks about a guy by the name of Gideon. Y'all probably have heard about Gideon. And you know, Gideon was found by the angel of the Lord, and it said he was in a wine press threshing wheat. Well, the only reason he was in a wine press threshing wheat, because it was the fear of the enemy. Because the enemy would come down about the time their harvest was ready to, to take in and steal everything that they had. And sometimes they would just let them go ahead and harvest it and then come take it anyway. Well, Joshua, uh, Gideon, I'm getting my people messed up. Gideon, there he was 
in a winepress, afraid, thrashing wheat. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him. And he said, he said, great are you, man of God, or great man of God, or something to that effect. And the first thing that Gideon said, oh, my Lord, if. I mean, he was down, wasn't he? He was about as low as you could go. He, he wasn't believing God for anything. He just felt like his life was a mess, and it was going to be a mess for the rest of his life. But right in the middle of his mess, God had a plan. I tell you, you may be in a mess today, but right in the middle of your mess, God still has a plan for you. And it's not for you to stay in the mess, could I say that, but to come out of that thing victorious. And he said, he said, hello, you, he said this, you mighty man of valor, but he didn't feel like a mighty man of valor. Aren't you glad that sometimes God sees us better than we see ourselves? He sees the potential that's on the inside of you a whole lot better than we see it sometimes. And he said that to him. And Gideon came back with, Lord, if, if you're with us, then why are we going through all this stuff? You know, you might have said that to the Lord yourself. I'm pretty sure there was times I have. Okay, Lord, I know what your word says. You're not going to leave me. You're not going to forsake me. But where are you? <laughs> I mean, what, why, why is this going on in my life? Why am I having to deal with this? Why am I having to go through that? But in the midst of all my whys, he's still there. He's just waiting on me to quit crying out and start crying to him because he can help me in any time of trouble. Man, Gideon looked like he just, he wasn't going to be any good for anything, but God had a plan for him. And he even said this to him. He said, go in this strength of yours. And I read that and I'm thinking, what strength? He didn't look to me like he had any strength. He looked like he was hiding because he was. It looked like he was afraid of the enemy because he was. It looked like he was staring at the problem more than the promise because he was. And yet that angel said to go in the strength of yours. And, and Gideon cried out again, oh, my God, my Lord, how, how can I help anyone? And God said the same thing to him that he said to Moses. He said, surely I will be with you. You know, finally Gideon decided, you know what? I'm going to let God be God. I'm going to rise up out of this wine press. I'm going to shake off all this dust off me. I'm going to let God be God in my life. Sometimes you've got to make that decision that you're going to let God be God through you. That regardless of what you're dealing with, God is greater. God is bigger. God is living inside of me. And if he's got something for me to do, I, maybe I need to get all my focus and attention off me and on what he wants me to do for the kingdom. And you know, it's amazing to me how when you forget some of your trouble sometime and you go out and begin to help people that are in trouble, it's amazing how God can help you with your trouble while you're out helping somebody else with theirs. You know, there may be some people today that are praying that somebody would come along this week and help them. It's amazing how God sometime will answer someone's prayer with you. You might be the very one that God uses to send out to help someone and you become an answer to somebody else's prayer. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I, one time I was leaving my, well, I was leaving my mom's house and uh, I could go both ways and go back to mine and sometime I'd go left, sometime right. In my mind, I was thinking, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn left and go this way. And my mind's saying left and I turn my truck right and I'm thinking, why am I going right? And, and, and I just felt something in my spirit just keep going. I get down the road about five miles and, and I look over this next hill I'm coming on and see a car pulled over. 
And I know the Lord spoke it up out of my heart. He said, pull over and, and help that person. And I got up to the car, and it was a, it was a nice-looking Cadillac, pretty car and all this. I pulled up behind, and, and this really neatly dressed black lady got out of the car. And, and, and well, first she just sat in the car until I walked up there, and she cracked her window a little bit. <laughs> she didn't know who I was. I didn't know who she was. And I began to talk to her a little bit, and I said, well, ma'am, uh, you don't have to be afraid of me. And I told her what happened. I said, I, said, I don't know what you're going to think about this, but the Lord Jesus Christ, whom I serve and whose I am, told me to come this way. And when I saw your car, he told me to come and help you. Whatever's going on, he said you needed help. Boy, she swung that door open. She came out of that car. She got, got, had a little Holy Ghost dance right there. She said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Woo, thank you, Jesus. And she said, I was just praying. I said, Lord, please send a man of God to me. Please send somebody that'll help me. Woo, and here you are. I said, well, what's wrong? And I looked around the other side. She said, I got a flat. And I asked her, do you have a spare? And she looked at me like, I don't know. <laughs> just like some of us. We don't know. We know we probably have one, but do you have air in it? And I said, ma'am, do you have air in it? Do you reckon? She said, sir, I don't know. Anyway, I got over there and I found her spare and it was flat as it could be. But isn't it amazing the day before I had this little air tank and some reason I needed to feel, I just felt like I needed to fill that thing up with air. And I filled it up with air and put it back in my toolbox. It was big enough for one tire. And isn't that something how God already knew? He already had a plan if I'd just follow it. If I would just follow it. Come on, God's got a plan if you would just, just follow it. And so I said, well, ma'am, your spare is flat as it can be, but fear not, I brought air. And I filled that tire up, and so I, I changed it out for her, and I said, I'm going to get ahead of you, and I'll take you into town, and we'll get up here, and this people can fix you up. But anyway, God did that. But, he, but you know what? He didn't, did it. he didn't do it on his own. He used me. Man, you think I wasn't happy? The fact that I, I heard from God, I obeyed God, I got to be a blessing to somebody. Man, that just blessed my heart for several days. That was years and years and years and years, years ago. And I'm still telling the story. I tell you, it'll stir you up when you know you've heard the voice of God. And then you act on what God tells you to do. It will, it will, it'll make a mark in your heart that will never be erased. You'll remember that. Man, I heard God and God told me to do this and I did this and everything just came together perfectly. And I'm telling you right now, it'll, it'll get you stirred up to where you're looking for the next thing you can do. A lot of times people never do anything that God directs them to do. They may hear his voice. They may say, well, I just felt like I ought to, but then not follow through. You know, when we feel that ought to on the inside of us, you might want to check and see if it's not the Spirit of God trying to quicken you to do something. And I'll tell you, when God got done with Gideon and all the work that he did, he did some great work. Amen. The Spirit of God would come upon him and he would get victory after victory. God will do things with you once you decide, I'm tired of just being Clark. I'm tired of just being that mild-mannered person. I'm going to be who God called me to be. Do what God has called me to do. I've got, I've got a greater one on the inside of me. I'll tell you about one other guy. His name was Samson. Anybody remember Samson? And he was known, of course, for his strength and everything. And even before he was born, his mother dedicated him to God. He said, God, you use him. 
and he was set aside by God. And we found out as Samson began to grow and all the, all the different things that he did and that we found out that the strength was in his hair. The strength was in his hair. But, but just like, uh, just like uh, Superman, he had a weakness. What was it? Kryptonite or something, wasn't it? Is that what it was? Y'all remember? That's what it was. He'd get around kryptonite and he would become like a normal person. Well, Samson uh, met this lady and, and Delilah was her name, but that was Samson's kryptonite. And so he told her his whole story. And so one day after, you know, many things went on, but I'm shortening the story, he cut, she cut his hair one time while he was asleep. And when he woke up, he, she cried out, the Philistines were upon you. And when he woke up, he, he was like a normal person. He was like Clark because his hair had been cut. And they, they took him prison and uh, different things like that. But, you know, the things that he would do when he was under that power of the Spirit of God were unbelievable. It says one time, and I was telling Janet about that, reading that story last night, I think it was, and then we talked about it again this morning, how awesome this must have been. The Philistines came to attack him once, and he, and he got the jawbone of a donkey. Can you imagine this now? A jawbone of a donkey. I don't know if ever, you've ever seen a jawbone of a donkey. I don't recall I have, but I've seen a lot of jawbones. And, and, and if you've got the right jawbone, it's still got the teeth on it. You can do some damage with that thing. But you know what it said he did? It said he killed a thousand men with it. Now, that's not natural. I mean, you know, if I got a jawbone of a donkey and you come at me, I might get you. I might even get the second fellow. And if the third one tripped over the first two, I might get him. But a thousand men with a jawbone of a donkey? That was more than natural, wasn't it? He was no longer just Samson. He wasn't just Clark. That was a power of God rising up in him, enabling him to do that. And then, after he was done slaying all those people, all those Philistines, he wrote a country western song. I don't know if y'all have ever heard it. There it is right there. Here's the way he wrote. With a jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps. With a jawbone of a donkey, I have slain a thousand men. <laughs> y'all never have heard that on the radio? I had that one time and I, I, I used that story and I, I, I sang that song out like that and some people were at our church and their little boy, he was, I don't know, four or five years old, I guess. And the next week, he was walking around the house. He was going, with a jawbone as a donkey. <laughs> he was trying to get it right. But think about that, jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon, there had to be heaps upon heaps. And man, look what that guy did, just by the power of the living God. Now, you're not going to have to go out and slay a thousand men, but you may have to resist the enemy that'll try to tell you you can't do anything. You can't walk on water. You can't stand up for God. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yes, you can. You got the greater one on the inside of you. And sometimes you're going to have to decide, I'm more than just Clark. I'm not just Clark. I'm a child of the living God. I'm one who, who's a carrier of the power of God on the inside of me. I have an anointing that's been given to me by the Holy Ghost, and I can do all things through Christ that gives me the strength. Glory to God. I like the story about Samson when uh, they didn't realize his hair started growing back. 
the power of God started coming back on him. And in his last days, he killed more of the enemy than he did in his days that he was alive. I tell you, the power of God's an awesome thing, and it lives on the inside of us. Amen. You know, we're all just Clark Kent's in ourselves and our own abilities, but sometimes, man, we need to set aside Clark because he can hinder us. Uh, you know, we may need to rise up in the authority that we've been given. We're, we're, we're not wimps. Quit thinking of yourself as wimpy and you can't do anything for God. That, man, that's wrong. That's a lie from the enemy. He just doesn't want you to step out in faith and be all God has called you to be. You're not a wimp. You're a warrior, praise God. There's, there's a warrior on the inside of you. and Some of you don't even know it, but you're going to have to submit to God in order for that warrior to rise up in you. You're above and not beneath. You, 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 you're a can-do. I can-do. You're a can-do, not a not I can't-do. Quit talking about what all you can't do. You can do. I can do what God calls me to do. If God initiates me to do something, he's going to make a way for me to do it, but he's still going to have to use me. I'm still going to have to say, yes, Lord. I'm still going to have to step up to the plate. I'm still going to have to do my part. But when I take that step of faith, and then that greater one that's on the inside of me can cause things to happen that I couldn't do in my own, except through his own ability. Amen? I'm weak in Clark, but I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When you get a revelation of your identity in Christ, I'll tell you what, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to say, Clark, you can't do this alone, but you can do it through Christ that strengthens you. I'm on a, this is my first closing. I want to tell you a story I heard, but I am really closing. There was this guy that when he would get off work, he would always do a sh just a kind of a shortcut to his house, and it was always at night, and uh, he'd walk through the graveyard. And as he'd go through the graveyard, you know, he was just walking and whistling and enjoying himself. But that, that day, they dug a fresh grave for the funeral services that was coming, you know, the next day. So they didn't get finished with it. They just got the hole dug. Well, he was walking along like he always does, and he just fell right off in that grave. Well, you know, he probably did the same thing you and I do. He realized what happened. Man, I fell off in here with a, in this hole, and you know he kind of went nuts for a minute. Can't you just imagine? He was clawing and hollering and jumping and man, doing everything he could to get out of thing until he was just totally exhausted. I mean, he just, he just couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. And he got to thinking, he said, well... I know the people that work the cemetery be here in the morning. I'm just going, I can't get out, so I'm just going to have to stay here. So he just got over on the corner and just kind of slid down the wall, and before he knew it, he kind of dozed off. A couple of hours passed, I guess, something like that, and this old boy had been drinking a little too much. He was coming through the cemetery. Well, he fell off in the same hole in the grave himself, and as soon as he fell off, he freaked out. Well, he went to doing everything that other guy did. He was jumping. He was hollering, help, help, help. Nobody there to help. And, you know, finally, he just wore himself out trying to get out. And he decided, I, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what to do. And he just slid down the other side. Well, he never saw the fellow in there with him. And about that time, a voice came to him that said, you can't get out of here. But he did. It's amazing what can happen when the motivation is there. Amen? And I want to tell you right now, you can do. When the world tells you what you can't, you need to remember what God said you can. 
You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. But sometimes you got to get beyond being just Clark. You got to know there's a greater one in you. And you know, that's really what faith is all about. That's what trusting God is all about, is stepping out when God tells you to step out. Get out of the boat. It may be a comfortable place, but you know, God may call you out of your comfort zone. Hmm? We like it comfortable, don't we? We like to be in our nest. We're comfortable in our nest, but sometimes God wants you to step out of your nest and go help somebody that's not so comfortable as you, to be a help to him, to be a voice for him, to be an ambassador for him. When that guy said, you can't get out of here, oh yeah, it stirred something up on the inside of him. And I'm telling you right now, I pray that this message today has stirred up something on the inside of you. That there's someone inside of you that's greater. There's someone inside of you that will not only help you, but allow you to be a help to somebody else. You're not just Clark Kent. You're a winner. Praise God. You're a warrior. You're more than a conqueror. Somebody say this with me. I can do all things through Christ because it's Christ that strengthens me. You're the victor. You're not the victim. And when the enemy tries to tell you what you can't do, you remind him of whose you are. You know, matter of fact, if you hear a prompting of, I want you to go do, I need you to go do this or go do that to, to be a blessing to somebody else, and the next thought you get is, you can't do that, you can know that second time that was just an attack of the enemy. Because it's God that said, go do it. God's the one that wants you to be a blessing. It's the enemy that wants you to sit back and not bless anybody. Well, I'm just going to live for me and, and, and my four, no more. We're not, I'm not worried about anybody else's business. God may need you to get into somebody else's business so you can be a blessing in the middle of their mess. Amen. Praise God. Y'all receive this today? I want to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you would like to help us increase our outreach, please like, share, and subscribe to our channel so that we can bring the word of God to friends and family near you. Don't forget you can check out our location, other podcasts and service times, on our website at woftx.com. If you're in the East Texas area, we'd love for you to stop by and join in for one of our services. We're glad you chose our podcast. Be blessed. We'll see you next time.